0: Let's get ready to
1: remake! I am Mike McGee from YouTube's Mike McGee TV. And the Three Geeks Podcast and I officially welcome you to the ultimate movie nerd and fan competition. Get away from her, you bitch! Prepare for the remake revolution. Teams battle it out for geeky dominance as their movie reboot and remake ideas face judgment. Each team's idea lives and dies by four specific categories. They are story pitch. I'll be back. Writers and directors. I am Iron Man. Casting. I am the father. And marketing.
2: You are tearing me apart, Lisa.
1: When all is said and done, one shall stand, one shall fall. There can be only one. And the world shall know whose remake is truly revolutionary. The remake revolution begins now.
3: Hello everybody, welcome to Remake Revolution. We took a bit of a hiatus on doing this show, but by popular demand, we are back with two of our favorite teams. Uh, Jack is going at it alone today, his partner could not make it, but um, I want to welcome Jack from The Scribbler. Jack, how you doing, buddy? Good, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to to see what you've come up with. You're famous from the Showgirls remake that we did a few years (laughs) back at this point. Uh, which remains the highest viewed video on Mike McGee TV. So, oh, well, thank yeah. you. I, that that I'm I stand proud on that one. <laughs> and then we've got Team Some Nobodies. How are you guys doing today?
4: Doing all right. Uh, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I, very I, I seriously funny. that 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 intro music is so friggin' intense that I don't know if I can like match up to it. Like I was just I was <laughs> like, God, this is this is hyping me up. I got to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys will be good. I cannot
3: wait to get into this. So we decided, since we've got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey coming out very soon. uh, It's a horror take on Winnie the Pooh. And we've got a Grinch horror take coming out also very, very soon. That I would let these two pick one of their favorite childhood films or IPs. And turn that into a horror revisit. And I am very excited to get into it. I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Jack, with the pitch. So Jack, tell me all about... The pitch what you
2: all
5: story? right um so the movie that i am going to redo is Airbud uh turned into a horror movie um is it okay i i did write like a short synopsis plot is it cool if i go into that
3: absolutely man after your script for showgirls that you guys did uh it's yeah go for Excellent. it
5: okay so we open the movie we have the trainer norm snively uh he's standing there He's, uh, he's got a basketball in front of him, and there's a dog there. His name is Buddy and a dummy. Uh, the man passes the dog a basketball, and the dog is able to bounce the, the basketball from his head at supersonic speed, blasting it through the dummy's torso. Uh, Norm is told by the brass that the mission will soon travel to, with Dennis Rodman to North Korea. Uh, While the cover mission is that they're going to perform, that Buddy is going to perform basketball tricks with Kim Jong-un, the secret mission is that they're going to assassinate the dictator. So unfortunately for American interests, uh, Buddy escapes later that night. Uh, He winds up in a small town. Uh, Josh Fram, who's a young boy who's just moved into town with his mother, Jackie, who's just accepted a new job as a concealing carry weapons expert. Uh, She thought that the change might do good after, you know, losing their father. Ah, uh, lonely. Josh plays basketball by himself at an abandoned church. Uh, the sk- the school bully Larry intimidates Josh and then beats him up for playing on his court. Uh, Josh meets Buddy one day after school, and after they fa- they they bond. After Josh feeds him just an after school uh, his after school kielbasa, um, Josh takes him home, cleans him up. His mother is less welcoming and forces Josh to distribute flyers around town to help find the owner. Uh, what she doesn't know is that the army has also posted notifications in the local paper. Uh, Buddy is smarter than you think. He's actually seen his 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 face in the newspaper and starts hiding the newspapers in the backyard. Uh, he's also learned a way out of the no dogs inside rule by you know climbing in through the second floor window. Uh, the right after that, Josh learns that you know Arthur Cheney, who's a school engineer. Uh, was a basketball player some years ago and turns out to be Josh's only human friend. Uh, there's a call to find out that, you know, Josh's uh, school's basketball team's going out. Arthur convinces Josh to try out. Uh, Josh makes this, the team despite his lack of talent and ability. Uh, but Buddy breaks into the school on the first game and watches as Josh misses the final basket. And after the, after the game happens, Josh punish, pun or The coach punishes Josh for missing the shot and by throwing balls at him, but not knowing that Buddy is watching from the outside. So the next day's Christmas, uh, three weeks in, and and no one's claimed Buddy, Josh, and, you know, the mom, Jackie, tells Buddy, tells Josh that Buddy can stay, Uh, and the next day, the police find the coach on the second floor of his home with a basketball-sized hole in his torso. Uh, Later, Arthur Channey becomes the new basketball coach. And Jack and Buddy watch Josh play in the follow-up game. Arthur is a new coach. He's, he's replaced the other guy. So the school bully, uh, after this turnover of events, it, it leaves. And Larry's, Larry's dad, who's the bully's dad, uh, is furious and threatens Arthur. Um, er, so later that night, Larry's playing outside on his home court. This is the school bully. Uh, and his dad's watching basketball on the TV. Larry hears a rustle in the bush, but is relieved to find Buddy, the dog there, hanging out. And they play a little ball, you know, uh, a a little bit. But on the next check, Buddy hits the ball so fast that it takes Larry's head clean off. Uh, His father comes out only to find his headless son. Billy looks up to see Buddy standing on the roof, holding a basketball in his mouth, and then shoots the ball so hard into Bill that his head smashes down into his torso like a turtle retreating into his shell uh Nor- norm snively connects the crimes he's out to find buddy josh takes buddy to a secret you know to a secret location uh somewhere off the island to get him away and for the first time josh sees buddy use his basketball talents for violence uh as a as as you know, he has to defend himself against North Norm Snively, the, the person who's come to take him away. So in the final act, Josh's team is losing. The, the dog, Buddy, is now on the secret island. Um, and what's worse is that they're two players down. And so now marks the triumphant return of Buddy. Buddy has gotten off the island. He's come to see Josh's basketball game. There are no rules that say that the dogs cannot play basketball. True. Uh, Buddy makes all the difference when he comes within just like a couple points. So he's end up playing the game. They come very close to winning. But at the final buzzer, Josh fails to make the shot just because he sucks that bad at playing basketball. So after all the headbutting of balls, Buddy's ability for restraint has become severely uh, deteriorated. And so finally, the game's over. The home team has lost. But as the audience goes to leave, they realize that the doors are locked. And that's when they hear the bouncing. And right after that, we go into like split screen. It's very much like a, like the movie Carrie, Buddy, it, balls are being sent into every direction. People are being decapitated. Arms are blown off. Basketballs explode like cannonballs at unsus- unsuspecting audience members and, pool bl- and blood just pools all over the court. Uh, Josh comes into his final confrontation after losing his leg. Uh, Buddy's covered in blood and gore, balancing balancing a ball on his nose. Uh, Josh tries crawling away, begging for forgiveness from the canine, but it's almost too late until finally Josh, Josh's mom, Jackie, uh, fires out from the crowd, killing Buddy on the, ba- on the basketball floor. The final scene we have is that uh, Josh and Jackie are burying Buddy next to the church court basketball court. It's dark. Josh shoots his last basket, and he finally makes it. It's the first shot he's made in the whole movie. Uh, The ball rolls rolls over Buddy's grave, and finally we close in as the ball gets pulled down into the the dirt, and we hear barking near at the end.
3: Wow! Wow! Airbud, Cujo, and Carrie rolled into one. I yeah, damn, that's fun. I I just watched that whole movie in my head as you were explaining it. And I I wish I could see it. That would be that would be awesome. But um, I've well, got John and screen. Justin here. They're gonna go ahead and ask you some questions about the plot. But um, kudos, that was fun. Thanks, Justin.
0: I'll let you go first.
2: Uh, I don't think I had any questions were I mean, very, very well thought out. I mean. As a Golden Retriever owner, I was interested in hearing how I going to murder the people, but it's very, very good.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Okay, I have a confession. I've never seen Airbud. so I was on my phone looking up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen any of the movies.
5: I had not, until until recently, I had to rent it uh, on YouTube, so I hope that this was worth it.
2: <laughs> the
0: sequels, everybody goes to prison. There's so many sequels. There's
5: like six yep. of these things. Uh,
0: but no, uh, uh, I don't have uh, any, any questions. I figured it all out, because I was like, wait, there is a guy, like, I thought it was a play on Dick Cheney with... <laughs> coach saying that's why I was like wait huh I don't understand this <laughs> and it, it makes sense after I Wikipedia it but I don't have any questions for the for the pitch right now.
3: Oh, gotcha. Thanks John Justin for wasting our time.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pull up some <laughs> buddies.
3: Alright thank you Jack. Yep. Alright Zach and Dylan um, what movie have you guys decided to remake? Be-
6: before Zach we, has, before Zach we has get into mansion.
3: this
4: I, I have one quick gripe. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but right here are all the Air Bud movies on VHS. As an Air Bud aficionado, I do have some questions about this story, if I may. Please. Uh, in the original story, Air Bud was part of a circus crew, and that's how he gained his powers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I understand how Air Bud got the power to hit basketballs at supersonic speed without crushing him on his own face. Uh, also, military. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a military dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, being an aficionado of North Korean basketball, I know for a fact they have a no-dog-allowed rule, and that kind of <laughs> throws a wrench in all of your players. <laughs> so, other than that, I love it. As an airbud, <laughs> I, like, I am an actual fan. I've watched all 11 movies and the series uh, over and over again. Uh, so when you said Airbutt, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm did right. You pull those <laughs> out. Turns out like, there actually you know? is a rule against. No, they, they were there when this show <laughs> when this video started. Those were there. I literally <laughs> sent a video of. I was like, these are right yeah. behind me. I've I've been watching these on VHS all week. <laughs> you know, there's eleven Air Bud movies. <sighs> They're, yeah because number six is when air buddies start and that's mm. when it goes crazy because air buddies they they go on some adventures um, i've only
5: seen the trailers for some of the others and i guess there's one with a monkey and i mean oh, yeah. it, it gets it gets all out there well yeah. they, go they go to, to the to jungle
4: space. uh they go to space yeah with a <laughs> oh, okay, monkey cool. uh they do they do some treasure hunting like indiana jones they meet a camel there that's pretty cool um but yeah the first five where air bud is a, an extreme athlete is uh, an incredible series of movies. So, good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. What movie did you guys choose?
6: Okay, so I don't know if this is a universally beloved or even known, but it was a monument mm-hmm. in my childhood VHS watching, and it was a movie called Camp Nowhere. And Fantastic. It had Christopher Lloyd. Up. Okay. Cool. Good. We're off to an okay start. I was. <laughs> we were worried that maybe nobody outside of me had ever heard about this. Yeah. <clears throat> Decided to do it as a horror movie. So, I also have a little plot synopsis here that I'm going to go through. So, we start. Five kids are getting dropped up by their parents at what they are telling them is a theater camp on the last summer before they go to college. Their parents were like, You need, oh, hey, there it is. Yep. You need to, uh, you know, you need to do some post academics, some extracurriculars. They're like, No, we all signed up for a drama camp with our old drama teacher. You remember her. And they're like, Wasn't she fired in disgrace? And they're like, Don't worry about it. Now she runs a camp parents don't question it they're going on a flight they're gonna to leave town for a few days so they're like we'll drop the kids off they'll do some drama stuff it'll look good on their applications or resumes or something like that drop them off two cabins they look old they look shitty can i swear sure okay they look old they look shitty um the counselor is standing outside she's in an apron holding a hatchet parents are like are you sure you want to do this they're like yeah She's in that character. Don't worry about it. This is all what it is. It's all immersive. They're like, cool. Drop you off. Parents drive away and they're like, all right, we're going to have fun at drama camp. Bye everybody. The minute. They're out of sight. They drop the facade, get out their coolers. They got them stuffed full of illicit materials, drugs, beer. Uh, you know, they're here to be degenerate until they go to college. Uh, the teacher's like, yeah, where's my cash? They give her the cash. She's like, cool. I'm going to be in the other cabin. See ya. And they're like, wait a minute. You, you know are going to run this place a little bit, right? And it's like, well, for you guys, no. And they back and forth a little bit. And eventually they convince her, like, you know, you're here as well, whatever. She's like, all right, you know, like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm into this. <clears throat> um, She also has a staff on hand, three kind of shady-looking characters. And the kids comment on this. She's like, I got it from my other job. They work with me up there. Kids don't question it. They start getting drunk see a flashback. They were all in drama class together with this teacher. Teacher's giving a lesson on acting technique or something like that. Set up all the relationships, incoming disaster. Uh, we see that the students all have a little Adderall drug ring going. They're all exchanging pills with each other. Teacher's good with their job, cares about her students. Rest of it is, you know, standard drama stuff. Go back to the modern day, fun and games. Everybody's getting drunk, swimming in the lake. Flirting with each other, whatever. Staff and the teacher are off doing something else. You never know. It's a general party. We see that the other side of the lake is also partially inhabited. Maybe there's a fire or some lights. Kids are getting inebriated. One of them disappears in the middle of the night. Don't you don't see what happens? But just as they're like you know toasting, they're all drinking. We do that thing where it shows them ramping up. Cuts to them waking up incredibly hungover in the morning. They don't have their cell phones. They're really hungover. Some of them are hurt. One of them is missing. But you know, some of them are also wearing each other's clothes, so they think we got it to hijinks, and they just went to sleep it off in the woods. Let's overlook the weirdness of anything else. Turns out, director, the teacher has like cooked them a brunch. She's like, "Hey, you know, we're all here together. We're all gonna enjoy it." Unbeknownst to them and unbeknownst to the audience, she has laced it with all the at ad- with a bunch of Adderall. So the kids start getting really wired, and they start getting di- day drunk. Things get zany. They decide to go on a run and hike through the woods. Some of them get separated. Another one of them disappears. They go searching. They find him in a hole and he snapped his neck from the fall. Of course, it was definitely the fall. They start panicking. They drag him back to the camp. They wonder what they're going to do with this guy stash the body. They're like, all right, we got to make him look like he's sleeping. Like we can't have this guy. Like one of us has disappeared already. One of us is dead. Like, holy shit. Teacher comes back, starts kind of like messing with him. You know, it's like, I'm going to go. Oh, he's sleeping. Like, you know, been drinking a lot. I'm going to go make sure he's okay. Stuff like that. While she's in the cabin, one of the uh, staff members comes out with a hatchet, starts attacking them. Just immediately like walks up and is doing the immediate threat and the walk and starts going for it. The kids uh, fight back and wind up killing this guy, effectively. In a moment of panic, they strike a blow just as the teacher comes out, watches them deliver the final hit. Uh, in the meantime, one of them ran off into the cabin, finds the phone, phone lines cut. Mid-call, she's calling the cops. She's immediately just like, We were here to mess around. I don't know what's going on. 911 partway through, just as she gets the location off onto the phone, phone line gets disconnected outside teacher is like, holy shit. Why are you guys killing all these people? Like what, what is going on? What did you sign me up for? And everybody's accusing each other. They're all still wired on the Adderall. Like nobody's steady. They eventually reach a tenuous peace. We have another flashback. Uh turns out the teacher had confiscated the Adderall from one of the kids and then realized that one of the other kids was having a real hard time with tiredness and un- lack of focus to apply to all of these colleges, straight A student otherwise, but it's starting to burn out. So she's like, Hey, listen. I shouldn't be doing this. Here's here's a pill. Paint it as a helpful situation. Paint it as like the student, this teacher realizes the kid needs just a little bit. Unbeknownst to her. She's seen from outside the room by one of the other kids giving the pill to the student Pinning that for later back to no- normal day. Teacher wants to go get help. Uh, they all go or none of them go. Uh, unfortunately tires on the car were slashed and the cars are ruined. Won't drive. So they decide to go to the cabin and fortify it as they do. They're attacked by the remaining staff. Te- uh, it's kind of like this fight. Um, the teacher's like, well, what if like one of us goes out to deal with them? And then they're attacked and they break into the cabin. Um, they take the teacher away to the other building and then um, they're like, hey, we got a teacher. Kids arm themselves. They have their little like lowest moment at the end of the second act. They arm themselves. They're like, all right, we got to we're here. We're going to do this uh, They go to raid the second uh, bot building, find out that all the bodies have been stashed behind it. So the missing kid, the kid with the broken neck, the other kid who went missing during the fight, all stashed there. Uh, also, two of the staff have also died. So there's only one remaining. Violent fight happens inside the cabin. Uh, really knockdown, down, drag out. One of the kids gets whacked. And as the final blow is delivered to one of the carnies, cop lights appear outside. Night's falling. The teach uh, We do a final flashback. Teacher's life falls apart because one of the kids snitches on her for giving another kid drugs. Uh, she gets her job taken away. She gets evicted. She has to get a job at the local fair. And we also see that when she like confronts the kids about it, like, you know, I took these off of you. Like, what are you doing? Like, I thought it was helpful. They're like, you know, they, they just brush it off. They're like, yeah, you're a shitty actor anyway. Like, what do you, whatever? Like, um, we're not taking the fall for this. We got our lives ahead of you. You're all washed up. You're not going anywhere. Back to North, back to the modern day cop shows up. The teacher misdirects the cop saying the kids went crazy. They're in the cabin, killing people. Cop goes in, gun drawn, watches the kid deliver the final blow to the carny. Cop says, drop the weapon. Kid's still wired on Adderall. And it's like, what? Lights go out. We hear something move. Gun goes off. Cop puts the one remaining kid, because the other kid got shot, and the teacher in the back of the cop car, and it's like, we'll deal with this later. Other cops are getting the bodies lined up. They are uh, taken, you know, down the street, or I guess road in the woods. Kid goes, what what uh, what happened? What is this? Kid looks at the teacher and like starts smiling, or a uh, teacher looks at the kid and starts smiling and says, "Not so shitty an actor now, huh?" Kid starts screaming and realizes what's happened, and the movie cuts to black.
3: Yeah, nice. Um, that is also a movie that I really want to check out.
2: So boy camp,
6: sweet. Well, a little bit, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Sweet, right? I mean,
2: general feel of it, right? Not necessarily
6: the the plot. But. Yeah, different twist.
0: I I would like to ask because again, a movie that I haven't seen. I had mm-hmm. to look it up on Wikipedia while while you were presenting. Um, difference in tone because I'll be honest. Reading it on Wikipedia, I'm like, this sounds like it's a super serious movie. I'm not sure it's it's obviously was a comedy. The original, it's a zany.
6: Goofy kid yeah. comedy with Christopher okay. Christopher Lloyd does a lot of zany characters to convince people that he's a real camp counselor.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. Yeah. And they're like they're kids. Like they're like uh 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's all like very tongue-in-cheek. He's like a drama teacher. And like think of like Count Olaf, kind of. Uh like he puts on a lot of different <laughs> wardrobes, a lot of different accents, uh
0: to be different characters in a yeah. movie, but
4: he's kind That's of a degenerate a anyway.
0: Okay. There was a lame car in the original, an AMC Gremlin. Will there be any lame cars in your remake? Oh yeah, yeah.
6: She, she drives a beat up old Ford Pinto. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Writing that down. Where,
2: where did the carny come from? Or maybe I missed it in your pitch. But I heard uh, it was the killing.
0: it
6: was the drama teacher's second job they got that they were qualified oh, okay. for after losing their teaching job.
2: Yeah.
4: So what we're trying to get to is that the teacher hired these carnies or like these the- these low level theater people uh, to purposely kill them to blame it on the kids uh, because the kids ruined her life. Um, so that's that was kind of what we're doing. And she had to take like a, like an acting job at like a uh, uh like an old it's
6: like the mascot at a state fair or something yeah or like those <laughs> yeah. old
4: williamsburg colonial williamsburg or something like they're just doing like a fair acting thing and she just gets the regular actors to come in and um they just look kind of crazy awesome i can't believe you've never seen camp nowhere john nope, nope. childhood to that, that <laughs> was that <laughs> was that <believe> was <laughs> Our biggest thing because, like, we you know, we threw out a couple movies that to, to go over, and we kind of landed on Camp Nowhere. and It's like this really relies on people knowing this movie. And uh, we asked a bunch of people that we know, it's like, well, yeah, people know Camp Nowhere, the majority of people know Camp Nowhere, but um,
3: yeah, I got that from Columbia House, it was one of my six uh movies free <laughs> for a penny. Oh, no, right, on. all right, <laughs> they're right. still asking for that penny. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to let Jack, did you have anything you wanted to ask them about their movie?
5: No, oh, I, I enjoyed that. That was like a very much a, a old school horror slasher. It felt good. Yeah,
4: that's kind of what we wanted. We wanted like uh, yeah. people to think at first like, oh, these kids are just going to beat up on this teacher again and talk shit to them. And they're scumbag kids. It's like, wait, there's kind of like something else going on here. And then the teacher kind of concocted this thing. So, uh, yeah, we wanted the slasher feel, especially the third act. Mm
5: hmm. Yeah, I think I especially got that when they find all the bot all the hidden bodies at Got to have that
6: moment. Really.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Which is always one. one of my favorite things cuz I always think like especially when the Jason Voorhees like Friday the 13th when everybody finds all the bodies at the end I just think man for the last hour and a half Jason's just been carrying around bodies <laughs> waiting for them to like
2: Yo.
5: go up the stairs and you yeah. can't wait
4: to you know it's like a great he's a great prankster.
5: You gotta hire some
6: people to carry those bodies. Yeah, being
4: a slasher is good, but it's just backbreaking work, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) A
0: lot of setup. You gotta be in shape. You gotta hit the gym. you know, you gotta have a nice core to be a slasher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right, I'm gonna keep uh, Dylan and Zach up. Who is your writer and director?
4: Okay, so for this, we wanted to understand what the proper tone was, and we wanted dark, we wanted gritty, we wanted underlying comedy, and we wanted to stand out slightly from everything else out there. So uh, we went with the writing-directing team that is behind Barry, which is Bill Hader and Alec Berg. Uh, They wrote and then, you know, he uh, we're going to get Bill Hader as a premier director. This is his first solo directing gig to pull this off to get the right tone with comedy, but also having Alec Berg back there to kind of punch up like the violent moments uh, and and some of the action.
3: Nice. I like that a lot, actually. Um, Barry is one
4: of the best shows on television right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it does such a good job of keeping it light but very dark, but keeping it light, which we we really like that aspect of it. Like keep it light that way, the audience doesn't really know what's going on. But it's just so violent that they have to hang in there until they see the end. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jack, who
3: is your writer and director?
5: Uh, I was going for a very much an action comedy feel, uh, so I went with Edgar Wright, uh, known for Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End. Uh, yeah, I was going. I, I thought he could do a a wonderful balance between something very silly, but also something very, but, you know, a good horror aspect as well.
3: Nice. That's a good choice. Um Quentin Tarantino would have also been an interesting choice for Air Bud. <laughs> <and> the... <laughs>
5: yeah, you probably would have taken it, actually.
3: <laughs> uh, John, uh, Justin, any questions for these guys? Uh, no, yeah, so... Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. No, 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 you got a
0: question. I was just saying that
2: you did a good job.
0: Oh, uh, so writer, director, Jack Edgar Wright for you for both, both positions. Yep. That's right. I don't think Edgar Wright directs other people's
3: scripts. Does he? Yeah, he does. Okay.
4: Well, kind of, I mean, I guess like he was going to do Ant-Man, which was kind of somebody else's script that he touched up first. Um, but the majority of time that he is the main writer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Barry is one of the best shows on
3: television. If anybody's out there yeah. sleeping on it, you need to go check it out. I yeah. mean, he got yeah, the pond's his first Emmy, which is crazy to me that he had not <laughs> won an Emmy prior. But,
6: uh... Yeah.
3: All right, Jack. Let us know your um, cast. Uh, so my cast for,
5: uh, for let's see. For Brendan Fletcher, uh, who is the who is uh, the U.S. agent, uh, it is going it is going to be uh, Brendan Fletcher, who was also in Air Bud. Uh, he was also in uh, Violent Night and in Revenant. Um, so he would so Brendan Fletcher would play Michael Jeter. I, I did that a couple times where I used uh people from the original movie Airbud, from the original Airbud as later members of the cast. So uh like Buck Willingham's uh Buck Willingham, who is the bully's dad, would play by uh Kevin Zegers, who was the main character in, in the original Airbud, uh who's also been in Trans America and Dawn of the Dead. Um I did a. Uh, Julian Dennison uh, as Josh Fram you might know him from Deadpool 2. Uh, he was uh, the main character there. Uh, for the mom Jackie Fram, I, I wanted to use Rebecca Hall uh, from the movie The Nighthouse. I think shes she's really phenomenal. Um, I, I chose Asher Angel from the movie Shazam as as Larry Wellingham as, as the bully. And I thought Tony Todd would be perfect as Arthur Cheney, the coach. Uh, Tony Todd is, is in Candyman, Final Destination movies. Um, and lastly, the main, hard, the hardest actor to, to do was uh, who am I gonna choose as buddy? Um, and uh, especially cause dog actors like age out so quickly. Uh, I really thought Parker from The Art of Racing in the Rain really, really did a nice job in that film. Uh, he's a beautiful golden retriever. Trying to get with the right tone with a, uh, it's another golden retriever, and I kind of just wanted to stick with that. I thought uh, a, about a couple different types of dogs, but the problem is you can't really choose a rottweiler or a German shepherd, right? If you do those, it already comes off as menacing. Yeah, there you go. And if you choose a a, a nice small dog, it just. It doesn't break the, it kind of breaks the the realism. So I wanted to stick with the Golden Retriever. I thought that was a good choice.
3: Nice. I like how you cast the dog. A lot of people would not pay attention to that detail, but that is, um, that is solid, man. I, I really respect that. And there's the picture of the dog that Jack has chosen for his film.
5: I, I, I try finding if you try googling famous dog actors current ones it's very hard like there's not, there's not a whole lot of imdb work out there for them unfortunately
3: they're probably switching them out with cg at this point i would think probably all right well thank you jack i'm gonna pull up uh, dylan and zach all right guys nice. what is your cast for this
4: film <laughs> All right, so uh, obviously we have a couple different groups of casting here. We have these, uh, we have the children, and then we have the teacher, then we have these carnies. Um, now, the kids, we wanted them to be uh, known actors. We wanted some pretty solid faces to make sure that it gives this movie a little bit of the gravitas it needs. Uh, so for the drug dealer kid, we were going to use Logan Lerman, who's the kid from Percy Jackson and also Gamer. Uh, for the snitch kid, we were going to do uh, Sophia Lillis, who's the redhead from It!, uh, one and two. Uh, she's going to be our final girl, and we really like her look. Uh, for the drug taker, we're going to have Caleb McLaughlin. Uh, he is the kid from uh, Stranger Things, uh, upcoming uh, actor. We love Caleb. Uh, now, the kid who goes disappearing first, we're going to actually cast Zendaya in this. We're going to spend a little bit of the budget to get Zendaya, but we want her to disappear first, which will subvert all expectations. Uh, she's a quirky kid, but if she gets out of there, people will keep wondering what's going on. And then the phone kid, we're going to use Rowan Blanchard, who's the girl from Girl Meets World. Uh, She's an upcoming actor, and we think she's about to kind of pop off. Uh, Those are all just very good actor actors. We wanted kids that could overact at times, but also be scary. Now, the teacher was somebody that needs to be menacing, but also a bit of a goofball as far as acting everywhere and we thought parker posey was the perfect for that uh watching her in lost as uh dr smith it was great to see how menacing and devious she can be but also when you see everything else she does she is such a great character actor uh on all spectrums now for the carnies we wanted to have that cool like early 90s kind of vibe going on so for the four carnies uh we had mary lynn uh raj cub uh scum yeah uh she's from um uh, she's Gail the snail from Always Sunny. Uh, just for that that effect. Uh, we also have Bill Camp, who's from The Outsider. Um, now for he looks Carney like a Thug, yeah, who yeah. just looks like a punk. Uh, Carney Three, we're gonna have C. Thomas Howe, which gives everything that eight, late eighties feel. And then Carney Four, we're gonna have Margot Martindale, which is everyone's favorite character actor. Now, for the cop, we're going to do Tom Wilson, uh, who is Biff from Back to the Future. Uh, he, he just has like just a weird vibe whenever he steps on screen because you can't tell what he's going to do. And he's also in the original camp nowhere. So it does have that touch of, oh, OK, cool. I, I see what they're doing with that.
3: Awesome. Yeah. I want to bring everybody back up screen so John and Justin can ask questions to all of you at the same time
0: yeah uh zach and dylan could you repeat who who was the uh the young lady sophie what what was she in and what was her last name yeah
4: sophia lillis uh she yeah that girl right there she's the girl that's from it chapter one and two okay
3: um she's in a couple other
2: things
4: she's bev yeah um yeah really
3: Uh, she was in sharp objects which is a really good show she's one of my favorite actresses that's coming up right now such
0: a great actor yeah and Jack, could you repeat? Uh, you had two other actors. I didn't get their last names. Julian and Asher. Who were those folks? What were their last names? Julian
5: Dennison, um, Dennis. and play yeah, plays Josh Fram, uh, for, and he you would recognize him as the main character or one of the main characters from Deadpool Two.
0: Okay. And the Asher uh, individual. Uh, Asher Angel, yeah,
5: pl- yeah,
0: uh,
5: yeah, from Shazam. That's right. Okay. Would be playing Larry Willingham, the bully.
2: Okay. I think you answered all the questions I want. I'm pretty good, I think.
3: All right. Well, let's get into the marketing campaign. Uh, Dylan and Zach sent over some uh, visuals, so I'm going to
4: throw up the visual real quick. Yeah, we did make a poster uh, that is uh, a play on the original poster, um, which obviously shows uh, what's happening here with a little bit of uh, ominousness to it. Uh, So yeah, we just took the original poster and just touched it up with the current actors. That way you get to see the faces and understand slightly that it has a campy but also horror aspect to it. Uh, Photoshop over there. Uh, me, <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, I made that. So um, now, as far as marketing goes, obviously we have this camp. This poster is going to go up, and it's going to hit those nostalgic feelings while also give people that "oh shit, Parker poses in something" kind of vibe. Uh, along with that, we're going to have so these carnies are going to have throughout the sh- the movie, they're going to have a couple different looks to them, which are going to be somewhat iconic when the movie comes out. For that reason, we're going to throw those skins uh, to Dead by Daylight and also a skin on a Fortnite. Uh, that way that kids understand that there is a new horror visual coming out. We're also going to hire a new Twitch streamer to create a new dance for Fortnite. So this character has a specific dance that you would need to download specifically to make sure that the kids get the new dances uh, slash teabagging effects. Uh, We're also going to have pop-up showings at forest venues. Uh, The first time I saw signs was in a a drive-up movie theater in a cornfield. And that made that movie so much worse for me like scary wise so we're going to have some pop-up showings in a forest um, and then we're also going to sell a four-piece pop figure of the carnies uh, that are exclusive to target only
3: nice um what about you jack what's your uh, marketing campaign
5: uh so i was gonna really go for uh, I was thinking that during a, a a Timberwolves game, an NBA game, you know, they get a uh, they get out and they have a bunch of dogs kind of running around like during a halftime show. There would be a bunch of like dogs playing basketball and maybe like a you know there's like a slam dunk contest where the dogs are kind of helping out. And uh, but right during the halftime show, the lights turn off and then when they turn back on. There's just all the dogs have kind of there's like dummies on the floor with like carcasses and there's blood everywhere. And then, you know, as people start to freak out, they turn on the lights again. And then you hear that. Dun, 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 and then the cheerleaders come out and everybody's everybody's relieved. Nothing's happening, And then you come out and it's come out and see Scare Bud, the movie. So it's going to be like a, a, a nice run of the mill, something that'll freak, but still fun for, for the rest of the entire family. Um, we might also during advertise during the puppy bowl, because I feel like that's a, that's a good marketed audience. You know, you have a a strong dog, dog family there, uh, people who love pets, but are also afraid of pets. I feel like it's a, it's a double win.
3: I love that advertising during the puppy bowl. That's, that's, that's brilliant. Thanks. (laughs) What says puppy bowl more than a killer dog? That's, I, um, yeah, no, that's funny. All right, let's pull everybody back on screen here.
6: I misunderstood the carcasses <laughs> on the, the carcasses <laughs> on the basketball court yeah. are human dummies.
4: Just a bunch of dead human dogs dummies. laying <laughs> everywhere. Okay. I yeah, <laughs> I was it's, say, it's just
6: it's it's, it's a bold move to market your movie with a bunch of dead dogs. Yeah, it's like what no, is this, no, no, John no, no. Wick like, Seven? Like, <laughs> <laughs> My apologies.
5: What, what it meant, what is meant to happen is that the lights will come off, and then it's yes. just dogs like tearing at, at human right. carcasses. Okay. Yep.
2: <laughs> The pop apocalypse,
5: yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, you see the big squeegee guys and they come out and they just kind of collect everything and squeegee all the blood off the. the
4: (laughs) Push all those dead dogs everywhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, why target only for your.
4: So the thing about uh, fan bases is exclusivity, and that's what we want. We want people to rush out and grab these things and try to sell them quickly on eBay, knowing that they're not really worth anything, uh, but just for that to be an advertising aspect of it. That's cool. true. I mean, Walmart exclusives
3: and Target exclusives, they happen all the time. Like Walmart has a bunch of Netflix exclusive toys. Yep. And the, the nerds, I mean, I'm one of them. They've run out to collect them all of them just because it's a Gotta have them. exclusive. Yeah. Even though Walmart's made billions of them, they just are releasing them slowly.
4: Yeah, with the target advertising money as well, we're gonna need that.
6: How many how many pop figurines you got on that shelf, Jason?
4: Uh
3: none in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a lot downstairs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Might live here. Yeah. I
2: don't
3: know if I have any or
0: not. John Justin, do you guys need some more time? Uh, I need I do. I need a few more minutes. Um, I, I don't have any questions about the marketing. I just I I'm it's a conundrum. I don't know what what the, I gotta think about this. So I need some time to deliberate. I don't know about Justin. Well let's get rid of John and Justin
3: and um, Zach, Dylan, tell me about your guys' channel.
4: Yeah, so some nobodies obviously is who Dylan and I are. Uh, we are the creative self-entitled geniuses that have come up with such things as Silicon Angels, which is uh, the IT phone calls of a sex robot manufacturer, uh, as well as podcast, podcast, a podcast show. We find seven of the worst podcasts and review them uh, each week. Uh, some are fine. Some are some very, the, some very are bad. The, yeah. uh, we also do a show. Dylan has written a show called, uh, we call it CYOP, which is Create Your Own Pod Venture, where you listen to episode one and then you get a choice of which episode to listen to after that. Uh, it's based around this uh, tech where you build these goggles the goggles tell you what you need you just don't know how to interpret it such as when you get bit by a snake the goggles will highlight this weed but do you eat the weed do you smoke the weed do you push the weed into the wound so you choose what to do with it and then the story goes based on your decisions uh we're currently doing season two of that right now so that should be out fairly soon uh we do a couple weird improv shows uh, some that jason has been on and been great at like powerpoint showdown where okay, we do okay. uh powerpoint karaoke uh just eight blind slides trying to be stupid to each other. We also have a weird pseudo-review show, which is like no other, called No Time to Binge, where we watch just the first episode of something and then just the last episode of something and just make up all the bullshit in the middle and hope it's better than what the show really is. But we don't know because we don't have time to binge it. Honestly, you can find so much stuff over at Some Nobodies. Just really grab like an old uh, uh, Daredevil handheld and type in Some Nobodies or go to your grandparents' smart refrigerator. Type Mm -hmm. in Some Nobodies and (laughs) see what water spews out of that thing.
3: (laughs) Or more places in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah uh choose your own pot adventure was a lot of fun yeah that uh, is yeah. kind of a throwback to the old 80s book series choose your own adventures mm-hmm. i i, lo- I love your guys's creativity and uh the powerpoint presentation is so much fun
4: yeah, we love we love doing that show. That is one. That's like the show that we do for ourselves to kind of just boost our own creativity to make other stuff. Uh, yeah. So, create your own pod adventures. Season one was all based around uh, the tech, right? You build this tech, you don't know what to do with it. Season two is really going to be based around um, uh, this this guy who goes out onto like a crabbing vessel when it gets overran by sea creatures, and then once again you decide whether you're going to fight them or hide or mm-hmm. uh, what you're going to do. So, yeah. Tune into that soon. That's going to be very, very good.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Jack, tell us about the Columbus Scribbler and all the comic books that you're currently working on.
5: Uh, so the Columbus Scribbler is a free comic book newspaper. We distribute it throughout the city. Uh, we highlight the work of local creators. Uh, we have history articles about comics. Uh, we have kids' corners where kids can submit their own stuff. Um, we do, uh, I do a piece called the Meet the People where we where i will interview somebody and then we turn their their interview into a somebody who's not related into comics in any way uh and we just turn their life into a comic uh for about a one-page thing uh, and we've you know we uh, we're on issue 12 coming up come um, i think by the end of next uh by the by about around april we should be coming out with issue 12 uh it's a free it's freely distributed throughout the city um we have a patreon and and all kinds of stuff but you can also read all of them for free for uh, digitally online uh, on our website at clementsribbler.com uh, let's see I, I i am also a comic book creator uh on my own stuff so uh, i've done a couple graphic novels and uh just a whole bunch of anthologies uh so uh right now i'm kind of just working through those it, it's working on some new stuff and kind of playing it out not, i'm not really sure where we're gonna go yet
3: <laughs> you you, yeah, draw. Next you, year you gotta you gotta hmm. come to galaxy con uh
5: yeah I, I don't draw i'm just a writer actually um okay. but um uh, writer and i don't know creator whatever you want to call that
3: <laughs> nice and galaxy yeah, man, con was uh, a lot of blast yeah what'd you say
5: I said Galaxy Con was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's. I it was the last time I saw everybody there. Uh, Jason and uh,
3: yeah, or, no. um, uh, Fan Fanboy Expo was not so great.
5: That's right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you guys go
5: to Galaxy, yeah, Con? Galaxy
3: Con? was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, it was uh, busy. Like I've never seen a Columbus Con so busy. So take the busiest you ever saw Wizard World and about triple it.
5: Wow, that is a lot. Yeah. I've heard, it was, that, it I, was I heard good, nothing but good things, yeah. Did you guys go on Saturday or Sunday?
3: Uh, we went on Saturday. Nice. I think that was, yeah, that was, was like they're was super busy. Packed. Yeah, we did a panel there. And um, so we spent the whole day there for free. And I, I would have paid to go to that con. Like, I can't wait till next year because mm-hmm. Columbus has never seen a con like that before where people actually <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah, I remember Columbus. But, um, John, are you ready? Can you give me a thumbs up? Right. There we go. John, uh, start with you.
0: Let's go ahead and go
3: through what, who do you rate for the plot?
0: Okay. I, I will first off say that, um, both presentations were very, very good. Um, it made it very tough on me to select in a couple categories. So I always think that that's a good thing, um, for the plot. Um, Okay. Air Bud was out of nowhere. Like, I, I mean, that was a topic. I was like, what? Um, so I, I dug that. Um, but I, I went with the, the, the plot went for Camp Nowhere because I think it just kind of it fits together. Um, I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but it just kind of fit together. Like the, the genre of horror with this idea, even though the original was a zany, wacky, weird comedy but I could see where it would be easily, not easily, but it could be transitioned over to a different genre um, mm-hmm. with with little effort, if you will. I, I, so overall, I liked it, but um, Air Bud, that was, that was unique, Jack. I'll give it to you on that one. Thanks. I'll take unique. <laughs> what about you, Justin?
2: Uh, for the pitch, I, I really enjoyed both. Um as an owner of a Golden Retriever, I can see where he could throw a basketball through someone's head, for sure. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I, I too went with uh, some nobodies on the pitch. Just, not to say I wouldn't want to see the airbud Bud movie, but more I'm a sucker for camp slashers, and I, I like almost all of them. So just I'm a predisposition to uh, watching that movie. But very good job, both sides.
3: Yeah, because even when uh, camp slashers are bad, they're not. Like they're usually at least funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, writer and director, let's start with you, Justin.
2: Uh, this one, I love Barry, um, but I am a super sucker for Shaun of the Dead. So I went with uh, Jack and the Scribbler team here for with Edgar Wright because I've watched I think almost all of his stuff, and I'm a big fan.
0: Really. Uh, I'm I'm in I'm in tow with Justin. I Edgar Wright, I think, would be um, especially if he does more like a style like baby driver that I think that that would be like a really cool way to present Air Bud, this horror flick. So I, I went with Edgar Wright as well. All
3: right. Uh, we're at two and two right now. Um, John, where do you fall with the
0: um, cast? Uh, this was another hard one. Um, and despite the fact that. Parker's going to be a golden retriever, not a Newfoundland. I, I overlooked that. Um, Everybody's a critic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I went with uh, I, I do like the idea of Parker Posey, big fan of hers. Caleb McLaughlin too, but I went with uh, with yours, Jack, because you did take the time to actually cast the dog, which I thought that was that was uh, that was unique. And, uh, you know, reusing a lot of the originals, uh, I think, is a nice touch, too. So I went I went with Jack on this one. Hmm. What about you, Justin?
2: Okay. Um, I love Tony Todd. He's, like, one of my favorite people to see in horror movies, whenever we get a chance to it. But just the volume of good actors that are in the sub nobody's cast, I had to lean that way. I just... I liked all of them, which is not to say I didn't like the ones in Airbud, but just, like, you got 25 different actors that I enjoy. It's like, all right, we're going to go volume here, which is very good.
3: Speaking of Tony Todd, hot take of the year. I think his version of Night of the Living Dead is better than the original. You could fight me on it. <laughs> it's a take. hot take? It's just because I like the female character in this the remake better than in the original. She's less of a crying on the couch and more of a, am I'm I'm a badass.
4: I have spoke to that woman in real life and she is not very nice
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I spoke to the actor who played her
3: brother
2: nice Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She was not very nice No Like I sent her an
4: email to interview her and she's like just call me oh, and I called her right. cell phone and she's like what do you do? And I told her like all the stuff and she's like this sounds stupid and I'm like okay. <laughs> alright well I, I guess just have a good day then <laughs> It was very weird
2: <laughs> Wow she just must have been having a bad day. Who does that? It was like, yeah, he's a five-minute conversation. F off. No. Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow. Uh, Justin, who you got for the marketing?
2: Now, normally, I would go with the Fortnite skins and Dead by Daylight, because I think monetarily, some nobody spent their dollar better. Very much so. But I had to go with the dogs. But, with killing a, a one-night one on, the one only gorilla marketing was scheme. Listen, a one-night only gorilla, gorilla that, marketing the, scheme. The, the 200 kids that for forever are going to be marred by the, the <laughs> moment of, of dogs killing uh, people sorry. on the court. Like, there's so much therapy that's going to happen right after that. Like, Look, I was like, oh, we're going to do that. The only thing
0: that would make it worse is if it was a Harlem Globetrotters game, because that's all children. Like that's all children. The entire audience is children. Yeah. Where in an NBA game, you might get like what, like like fifty percent kids, maybe forty percent kids. You know, this one man. If It comes really down to it. most damage. Could it, Air yeah, beat like a the a Harlem Globetrotters? Moment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A pinnacle moment in childhood's like, lives. They're going to go back and remember that time when the Timberwolves came and saw dogs kill people? Like, that does not <laughs> sound like a successful marketing scheme. That just, is not success. I, <laughs> I, I have no arguments. I'm not saying it's. I'm not a good judge of this, but I that, that one because I couldn't get over that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, some nobodies, went with you guys because I felt you know your audience. If you're pitching this towards teenagers, you got the. The skins and the the twitch and the dancing and other stuff i don't know or understand uh i like the pop-up theater in a forest the exclusivity for toys uh so i I went some nobodies
3: so i guess i'm the tiebreaker today and Mm -hmm. i um i i have somebody in mind that i want to pick i want to say like some nobodies i love the plot the director the writer the cast fantastic jack yeah like uh, Justin said dogs the whole puppy bowl thing I really wanted to go with uh, Jack on this one but I did go with some nobodies just because the overall picture of the the film with the director the cast is just all lined together very very well and as much as I want to see dogs throwing basketballs <laughs> through people like I really want to see this like if we can yeah. get this Check. to Shutter or whoever's making the Winnie Pooh and Blood Money movie mm-hmm. like Blood and Honey, I just, I want to see that. But um, I also want to see Camp Nowhere. It was one of my favorite kids' films growing up. And, you know, horror and comedy seem to blend together so well. And so, yeah, my my choice would be Camp Nowhere. So I'm giving it to you guys for the win. Uh, but barely. Like, it was a very tight race. And- Agreed. Agreed. The no, puppy I, bowl thing, Jack. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have nightmares tonight of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did like one night
2: of
5: nightmares.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so funny. Was, Just,
5: yeah. All I'm saying is, you guys better watch. If you hear basketballs bouncing outside your house t- tonight, you guys gotta be careful, man. No.
1: <laughs> if
6: I saw yeah. a trailer for an Air Bud remake where he has psychic abilities to shoot basketballs through people, I'm going to go see that oh, movie. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I was a, very, I was very confident right coming
4: into the show <laughs> until you said Air Bud, and I'm like. Oh man,
1: that's really. Good. I <laughs> actually do
5: love. American American as a film, sure. though, so well, it was a good choice. I'm glad you guys made that happen for me. Some I can't gonna... <laughs> see Christopher Lloyd in the right in the right anymore. He's gonna he's gonna haunt me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dylan, I like. Zach, what were some of the other movies you considered? Because you said that you considered a few others. Do you mind yeah. sharing what was what were the other ones?
4: Yeah, one of the first ones that we thought about quickly was uh, we had written out like a Toy Story, but only sex like sex toys. Uh, that got really, really weird. Um, we, what was the one that you threw out first?
6: Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids, which yeah, uh, sure. Like, all right. It's, it feels a little easy, but you yeah, honey, I shrunk the kids
4: was another one. And we were going to go down like the scientific realm, like where your body couldn't process that size of oxygen. So like your body was shutting down because you couldn't process things. So it got real scientific. We had a couple ideas, but then once. Once Camp Nowhere, the Bad Teacher, the Revenge Scheme, Parker Posey, once mm. all that clicked, and then even if it went to a tiebreaker, which we thought it was, uh, we were gonna have like the tune yards playing in the background, which is some funky cool music. So uh yeah, we, we actually put a little bit of work into this one. So I, I'm I'm very happy. I'm glad Jack brought it because uh yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I was gonna what go was with
5: ska. Oh, I was gonna go know. with like early nineties ska <laughs> for the entire thing, just oh, some nice. mighty mighty boss tones, okay, uh,
6: Aquabats. <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> I hope that one day we do raunchy comedies out of children's things because I really want to hear the yeah. pitch
2: for that toy story.
4: <laughs> yeah, I spent too much time thinking about that, and that that really <laughs> messed up that messed up a couple of days of my last week.
2: <laughs> it's Osmosis Jones as a cancer cell
6: or something. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean the villain in that movie is already pretty rough. But yeah. yeah, he is
4: That's uh, funny, but yeah, no, dude, good good job because mm-hmm. like uh, one of the first ones I thought about was like Beethoven, and I'm like. Yeah, maybe it's like <laughs> slobbers like acid or something. Uh and obviously I'm a huge Airbud fan, so uh and I'm like, You can't touch Airbud, that's too great. And then you came in with Airbud, and I'm like, damn, okay. Do you think you're like one of, are... of like three hundred
2: people in the state that still have a VH, VHS player and you're just like in it? <laughs> just like, you, know what I
4: mean? you know, honestly, I have a very large VHS collection and I watch a lot of stuff on it, which is very weird. <laughs> yeah, I um, we wouldn't to pass them. But yeah, I'm probably <laughs> one of the only people in Longmont uh, in Colorado that, that still watches VHS. I have a VHS player, too.
2: I, yeah, I do, it. too. But do you use it regularly? That's my question. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have a VHS player in their basement.
3: <laughs> and not as often as I would like. I have a copy yeah. of Sidekicks on a D-
4: uh, VHS. Right. That is the Jonathan Brandis Chuck Norris classic film.
2: Mm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and speaking of North Korea, I also just got my uh, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up VHS out. Oh, very nice. Oh, nice. Oh. So
5: nice that is a collector's edition. Yeah. <laughs> What I, about you, Jack? I love a lot about. a uh, I, I was I was on the fence about maybe doing Home Alone, but I thought that was that was way same. too obvious. Yeah, yeah, you know? that
4: was that was one of ours too. And it's like that's almost how it is now. Uh, it it is, horror. yeah. If it was a different director, same exact scenes, it'd be horror. Mm-hmm. That, they <laughs> they kind of made that with a uh, Violent Night. You got
3: your adult Home okay. Alone film, mm-hmm. yeah.
5: And there's a couple other movies that were that were very close to that. And I th- yeah, I think I remember some meme that was like the. Uh, the jigsaw was yeah. pretty much Joseph McCall McCall, and that was. And after that, I was like, "Yeah, this is
4: easy." Yeah. a couple of those problem were child
5: hard. was another one with John Ritter. There was a, was another one that oh, was wow. like,
4: yeah. No, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, what I forget the other one we were working. There was another one that we kind of tossed out there for like a second, and it was like, "This is pretty cool." I think it was like a version of Stay Tuned, where like you get sucked mm-hmm. into like a TV, but it was like a yeah, like a weird internet. <laughs> channel. It was something stupid, I forget. But um, yeah, I, I think I think Camp Nowhere was. I think it turned out to be a successful, like, not just, like, for this show or not, like, a fun gag, but, like, writing it out. It's like, wow, okay, let's put these flashbacks in here. Let's actually – this is actually a pretty cool story. It's got the right beats to it. Yeah, no, we we liked it. I I, I love talking to film nerds because you drop,
3: like, stay tuned and we actually all know what you're talking about. Like, (laughs) that is – that's one of my favorite – comedies i i love that movie i but, love um, any
4: i love any comedy where a remote control is just too big for anything that that is one of my favorite props like look at this huge remote control obviously i have a lot of channels like those two <laughs> things are always linked in old like 80s movies like i have a huge remote control you must have a lot of channels that's always <laughs> so good for me <laughs> yep no, i just need the word john ritter on a film
3: thing and i'll watch it uh jack where can everybody find you online again uh if you can
5: just google the columbus scribbler where you can check us out on the instagram or we have instagram facebook um and i think the twitter is still somewhere um or you can also check out disposal fiction comics which is my own uh brand of comics so definitely hmm. check that out um and that's on facebook and instagram as well
3: awesome good comics too i picked up a couple from jack uh, a few months ago um thank you very Dylan, much appreciate that zach where can everybody find you guys online
4: Yeah, Some Nobodies, if you want anything we're doing, Some Nobodies on YouTube, Some Nobodies everywhere. Uh, If you're playing an old uh, 3DS and you just put in smarter than a fifth grader, we're going to be an answer on there too. So type in Some Nobodies and enjoy the weirdness that that we try to, to, to make people listen to.
3: Nice. You guys can find John and I That's right. We have a Matlock podcast. Um, this is a long uh, intro. We are <laughs> hoping to build a uh, Nursing home tour. John and I, uh, we're going to give out free pudding. It's going to be a blast. But no, seriously, you guys can check us out at MattTalk underscore
0: podcast and wherever you find podcasts. John, tell us about the PVD cast. Uh, the PVD cast is available at pvdcast.com through all those major outlets uh, as well, um, You know, like Spotify, iHeartRadio, and whatnot. Uh, proud to announce I'm also on CROC Radio out of uh, Kimberly, British Columbia. So I've now invaded Canada. And, um, yeah, you know, you can find it at PVDCast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter. Personal Twitter handle is at PVDMVP.
3: Yep. You guys can also find Justin and I every Sundays at 10 a.m. doing the Three Geeks podcast. And we've discovered Shorts. They are the future of podcasting. So go to YouTube and type in 3Geeks Podcast and enjoy all the fun that we have going on there. We discovered shorts.
4: They're like pants. Just
2: hungry yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and easy to wear. <laughs> and
3: we'll see everybody again very soon.
4: It's been eight years,
3: man. And getting to know you guys has been uh, awesome. I got to work with Halia. You guys are. Went from mm-hmm. three gigs to about thirty. Like reproduce, i like, rabbits. right. I to cut this out, or is
2: this be incentive?
5: a part of your adventure? I look forward to seeing.